0: B-b-b-b-b-podcast. This is episode 33 of Insert Credit. I'm Alex Jaffe, and my most recent day one
1: purchase was Anarchy Reigns. Oh, uh, my name is Frank Zifaldi, and my most recent day one purchase, geez, November, uh, Grand Theft
2: Auto 4, I think. Wow. Yeah.
3: My name is Tim Rogers, and my most recent day one purchase was Sonic the Hedgehog 2. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm Brandon Sheffield, and my most recent day one purchase was probably one of my friends' games. So I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say like Ziggurat. Oh wow! Nice. I didn't really play it though. Sorry. You've got it.
0: I got it. I have it it Of course I have it. I got a bunch of my friends to buy Ziggurat who have never
1: played it, but it doesn't matter. They they bought it, and that's really. I actually bought both of Tim's games. Oh great. So, um, uh, so tennis would be the most recent yeah, day. One tennis was my most recent, yeah. But that's not like a real game, though. Yeah, it's not a real game, nor a real
0: purchase.
3: So Yeah, they're just, they're not real. It's a real is purchase. Is it a real
0: day? I mean, it's not even a real day, because, like, the release date of these iPhone games is so tenuous.
2: That's still the day. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a real day. Yeah. Days can't phase out of existence. All right.
3: I gave my answer as kind of a joke, but I bet there was another one. I just don't
2: know what i'm really i'm trying really hard to think what i might have bought i mean it would probably have to be something what i pre-ordered like oh uh king of fighters 13
3: oh okay, ko 13 i got that free on playstation plus so I yeah
2: guess I won, huh? well i bought that a couple of years ago i guess i won huh <laughs> something i guess you did one huh yeah All i right. guess i 13 yeah. huh this
0: is the Insert Credit Podcast, where I introduce a ridiculous topic, you guys discuss it for six minutes, and then we move on until we get a lightning round, and whoever does the best wins the show. Look, uh, I'm going to uh, win! I'm going to win! I hope so. You're I all going to win, Who I'm, I'm I'm secretly rooting for you, Frank. Okay. And, who won anyway, last time? Uh, nobody won last time because it's been too quick. It's been too soon to judge. We're uh, recording this only two days after the previous episode. That's before true. Before our lost uh, time last week, so let's transition to number one because by default, I guess I won the show. All right. <laughs> nice. What was the most painful hour of a video game you've ever played?
1: Mm, hmm.
3: All the hours. Oh man. I'd, uh, like I'd if- say. Oh, go ahead. Oh okay well this is actually I have literally a painful hour uh which is not uh it's not a cop out answer it's not going to be like my arm was broken and I played this it's uh, uh I played the beginning of the game Dororo uh ble- released in the US as Blood Will Tell which I don't understand <laughs> what that name is but uh it's a
2: cool uh, name though, I think It
3: is it's, it's a pretty cool name it's about a guy who uh who has to who's who's like had forty-seven of his body parts sold to demons before he was born, so that uh, his father could have a more prosperous whatever. And uh, you have to fight demons to get your human body parts back. And as you get them, you uh, you actually get weaker, which is kind of interesting because you you've got these robot parts. Uh, your guy's not uh, Dororo; he's Hyakimaru is the guy. But anyway, the beginning of the game. Was in black and white because you have to win your eyes. You have to fight a demon to win your eyes. Oh, that's pretty right. Cool. So the game's in black and white, but all of the heads-up displays are in color. Okay, so you're fighting. There's there's uh like a life meter for the boss on the screen, which is green, and it turns red as you hit it. And it turns out that. Okay, I was in a car accident when I was four years old. My right eye popped out of my head and had to be put back in. I still have a gross scar, and I'm missing part of my ocular orbit. And my right eye behaves very strangely. And one thing is video games sometimes mess it up. Like I can't play split-screen Mario Kart, for example. But uh, uh, for that first half an hour or so of the game Dororo, uh, where there's color... Heads up displays on screen and there's like a color uh, life meter and everything else is in black and white. I had never experienced anything that that freakish with my eye because my eye was like in severe pain and it was just like like jittering around the whole time.
1: Like it was so, trying to focus on the like
3: right. It was, you know, like it was trying to focus on something and it couldn't figure out what to focus on. And wow. I had to like keep looking away and I'm like, I should probably not play this game. And I'm like, but I want to. Sounds like your eyeball needs to nut up. Yeah, my eyeball needs to nut up, shut up, man up, <laughs> suit up, shoot up. It's got to do it's all sorts right. of. Yeah, it's got to do all those. Army I kind of
2: do want I kind of do want to play that game. I played like a a demo of it, and which of course did not get that across. So.
3: Oh yeah, I, I mean, I I played the whole game, and it's pretty good. Because um, you get your you get your eyes after that first boss fight, and then yeah. the whole game is in color, and it's like yay.
2: No, I, I heard about it. Uh, I heard it had some neatness to it. Um, but uh, I would say my most painful hour <laughs> was when, for some reason, I fooled myself for it. Tim's got that coffin going on. Don't die, Tim. It. Move on, soldier Tim, don't die. Go for it. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. I was playing... What's that? What's that? That game? What got tiny people in it? Tiny hotel, tiny tower, tiny tower. That's the one. Tiny hotel, actually. <laughs> I played tiny, tiny hotel, tiny, tiny tower, tiny hotel. Arrow. And um, tiny and hotel. That game is not fun. And nope. I, I was convinced somehow by a bunch of people playing it that who I was friends with that maybe. Maybe it was fun, and it was so not fun, it was so aggressively not fun, but it compelled me to keep coming back because it kept I, I didn't know how to turn notifications off yet because I had had my iPad for like two days and uh, and it would just keep shrieking at me to refill the the like the coffee or or something else, <laughs> or just do something, and that sounds uh, like more than an out. hour. It was, it was more than an hour, but just the, the hour where I was continually doing it and not understanding why like, you were doing what the point it. is, yeah. why I was yeah. doing it, and then finally decided to delete it, that was probably one of the most painful hours. But I guess I've had a bunch like that, like in, like in Animal Crossing. I don't like that sure. game at all. I just so, don't like that game. I think mine, now that I've
1: thought about it, is in a Wii game called The Adventures of Zack and Wiki, which was... Oh, a- I that game horrible Konami thing that all the reviewers just uh, adored, because it yeah. kinda played something like a point and click adventure for but not for really. like
0: a year, whenever anyone would mention how there are no
2: good games for the Wii, have you played
3: Zack and Wiki grown up games yeah, for the right. Wii?
2: So was that, was his was his last name Pedia or did I or, or is that not
1: Um I didn't really get to the ending so I don't know. But uh the game was about these animes that ran around and were all anime. And uh so it was it was kind of like, like refining point-and-click adventure games, these mini-puzzle levels, and it's, it's an okay concept, I guess, but the checkpoint system in this game was terrible. So the most frustrating hour I had was being stuck on this one level where um, I would play the level for about ten minutes and then get to this puzzle, this timed puzzle that I never figured out that would kill you instantly if you didn't have the answer. And nice. so... I would die, I'd have to go back ten minutes and not only would I go back ten minutes um, it, within that ten minutes is this bonus collectible minigame uh, that, that I had to keep resolving because solving it once for some reason doesn't save mm. so like to, to get that dumb item that, from the minigame like on the path to this puzzle I had to keep replaying it and it was this rhythm minigame that I perfected the first time <laughs> That sounds pretty
0: awful.
3: Yeah, it was terrible. Zack and
0: Wicky. Okay. and Zicky. And
3: PK Zicky.
0: Moms says... Moms? Yeah, PK Moms. What? We got a mom listener? <laughs> yes! Design an educational game for fifth graders that teaches them not to be assholes
2: on the internet. Ooh. That sounds impossible, but uh, <laughs> I could try. I don't know. I don't, like think, an- I,
3: don't, I don't think it's fifth graders. I think the kids get to be like... Seventh grade before they when they become psychos on the internet, right? I so don't you're, know. You're, no,
2: I think I think it's it's middle school, so I think we'd have to say sixth grade.
3: The yeah, actual sixth, terms
0: of the topic grade. is that uh, their teachers make them play this game twenty minutes a day.
3: Okay. Well yeah, I mean I'm not I'm not okay, twenty minutes a day. And, okay, do do and this?
1: let's take the fifth graders. We're teaching
2: them early before. Yeah, they that's why
3: teachers, okay. yeah.
2: teaching um, them early
3: is the good thing.
2: Well, I, you might I mean do do we want to do this with positive reinforcement or negative reinforcement because you can make them feel like assholes. You can make them feel bad yeah. to know what well, it that's feels
3: make, like. to make them feel bad presumes that feeling bad is what they want. Well or that, they, no, that they want to be jerks. That being no. jerks No is...
2: no no we 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 yeah. want them to know that doing things can make can make other people feel bad and that uh, you know like
3: Why yeah. not no I mean I mean why not make them feel good for doing good things?
2: No, I know. I'm saying it. So we have to choose if we want to make them feel good for doing good things or bad for doing bad things. So I, I think positive I think reinforcement th- is nicer. But I, th- I think it's it harder to take- more effective. Yes.
1: Like I think, I think what you want to teach them right away is that bullying on the internet has actual, real-world consequences.
2: You um, know what might be what might be nice is to have. It be about positive reinforcement, like you should do this nice thing for this person, but give you the option, like it encourages you to do nice things, but there is the option to grief people that yeah. you wouldn't. You would have to actively think about it. You would have to actively kind of try to be a jerk, and, and then something really bad happens, like yeah. that person is oh, and now they're dead because they killed. The okay, bad ending.
0: If <laughs> you feel like a badass, it makes you feel like an asshole.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, then why, why would, like, kids would only do the bad stuff as a joke, and they wouldn't be affected by the negative outcomes because they, they knew going in that
2: they were being a jerk. Maybe, well, I mean, what if it's rare? What if doing the bad thing is rare? It's It's unusual that you could do it.
1: Maybe I, th- I think you have to tempt them with the bad stuff because the bad stuff's going to be tempting in middle school. They're, you know, they're they're going to they're going to experience a lot of peer pressure and want to make the wrong choices and, and alienate. I
3: don't these. think it's necessarily a hundred percent like. Sign. What the heck was that? I, I, don't uh, think, you know I don't think it's scientific or whatever that people are. Uh, going to be tempted to be bad. I was never tempted to be
1: bad. Yeah, I wasn't grade. either. Oh, I'm not what- saying it's scientific, but what we like like to me the point of this is to teach the kids who would who would go that way
2: that it's wrong before they do. What what about a game like, so Journey was trying to solve that problem, not not to solve the problem, but it, they they wanted people to have only good interactions on on the internet. They they didn't allow them to be jerks to each other, really, yeah, um, and it you know people would draw hearts in the in the in the snow at the end of the game to show their thanks to each other, or something like that, of course, they could also draw like a giant penis if they wanted to, so Penises, know, maybe, yeah, maybe that's a thing that would happen, but um perhaps something that limits their interactivity with each other um. But that I think the more you limit people, the more they want to kind of push against that, and then find ways to to do lulzy things.
1: Yeah, I'm still stuck on on tempting them to do bad things, letting them have fun, do the ba- doing the bad things, and then show them what they've done. Like I, I I think there's really something to that. I think it's a simple, stupid, you know, choice of the dragon style game. Uh, but what if where... it doesn't
2: affect them at all? What if they're like, ha ha, now the guy's dead. Well, well, then they're probably hopeless. Maybe, but they are.
3: Probably, yeah. But they
2: are. They are young people, and it's hard for them to know about stuff. Consequences are hard for them to understand anyway, because they're so sheltered from consequences in general by their parents. I think with clever writing, you could affect them. That what if the enters are stored
0: by the government, and whoever's the biggest jerk gets drafted
3: into the army?
2: Oh, here's would, here's something. That's a good what? idea. Yeah, that's true. I, <laughs> I think there should also
3: also be a computer that registers like who actually buys Good and Plenty's and Juju Bees at the movie theater. I like Good yeah, and Plenty's. They should they should scan the person's retina and then uh, put them on the uh, on the watch list yes. on like the because uh, like who's who's gonna chew on that during a movie? Seriously, not like, I'm I'm gonna do like that during a movie? Black, shake black the shake the box. Earth. And they put them in their mouth and just be aw oh, oh, breathing through them. Um, I mean I can
2: excuse a Mike and Ike. So that no. no, I can't. The uh <laughs> the the Giving Tree. Y'all read Giving Tree? Yeah, I read the sure. Giving Tree. That 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 book makes me feel real bad. Yeah. Um, I feel like if you could make the the video game equivalent of the Giving Tree, people would be like, Oh my god, I have to be nice because Yeah, that'd be good. The punching the, tree. If 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 you've got if you've got some something that is that was a Minecraft joke that is like giving giving oh, things right. to you and just uh, but but becoming worse and being like no no it's fine but you're like oh my god you're, you're killing yourself you turn into this little tiny terrible blob now um, I think the
3: Giving Tree the video game would be basically as cool as Dante's Inferno the video game <laughs> yeah it's, it's true I, I, the, I, and the Giving Tree would be a skill tree. I the giving God.
2: skill tree. No, I didn't. I didn't mean directly do that. I just meant bring oh, that that yeah, feeling over. That.
3: It would be cool though. Yeah. Uh, I think. Oh man. I I, I want to
0: say that the Giving Tree video game would probably turn it into a Lord of the Rings style end. Sure. Yeah.
3: Okay.
0: Here we go. Aliens okay. Colonial Marines seems oh. to be the next Resident Evil 6. In terms of being a high-profile title, the mainstream game media is comfortable with skewering. Could this be a positive trend of discerning game criticism?
2: No. No, it's... I it, think it's just it, an it, accident. It, it's just uh, more bad games are coming out.
1: Yeah, just, I think, the, the game is so bad that I don't think it means anything other than it's a bad game.
3: <laughs> yeah, I think, I think it just means that we're starting to finally see uh, kind of like... Well, okay, first of all, no video game has ever been better than a B movie in any regard, right? But we're <laughs> we're starting to see even in the video game world, we're starting to see the equivalent of a B movie. Which mm-hmm. is what that Resident Evil Six and that uh that Alien's Colonial Marines or whatever it's called.
0: Yeah. Monster Energy Drink presents alien's colonial marines.
3: Yeah, yeah, you can actually did you guys see that you can get a monster energy drink, yeah. downloadable armor? Nice, Alien, I didn't see that. Alien Colonial Marines is what I yeah. called it, by yeah.
2: the way. Yes. I think that's the name of that game.
3: That game looks pretty bad. Have you guys have you guys scoped it
2: out? Well yes. I I've seen I've seen the git the, the GIF rather, I hate saying it that way, of uh of the the one um Xenomorph just waddling waddling by.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's pretty I, uh, good. I saw a video on Polygon of of uh Chris Plant, who's a cool dude who would probably be really good on this podcast, come to think of it, um, Mm -hmm. talking about the game, uh, kind of review-y. And and what he said, which I thought was uh, pretty true, was that the aliens in the game somehow look more like guys in alien suits
2: than they did in the movie. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. That's funny.
1: I
3: kind of get that impression uh, looking at some of those videos, yeah.
2: I did did an interview with uh, Randy Pitchford um, just a few days ago.
3: That good, that guy. Okay. What, what a champ, that guy.
2: And uh, and now I'm feeling like I don't know if we could publish it because I was asking him questions as though the game were good, <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh. Like like I I, I was asking questions because I hadn't played it or really seen it, and I was like, so how do you do like pacing with things, and how do you? How do you deal with uh, horror when people can expect stuff or blah blah blah? I mean, I guess people can. Oh, you
0: should definitely publish it now. People
2: can measure those answers against what actually comes out, but it's like, yeah, I don't know. It might. It's just going to look like I didn't play the game because I didn't because it wasn't. Cause out you didn't, yet. yeah. <laughs> so, so what's the you should, what's you so should publish it with that disclosure. I'd just, have, I'd just have better uh, insight if I had played it.
3: So uh, everybody says the game is bad, but I I, I skimmed a couple of reviews because, god darn, I can't stand
2: to read most of what people No, write I, haven't, about I, haven't, uh, I haven't even gotten that far. So... I only
0: read one review of the game all the way through, and that was the baffling Electronic Gaming Monthly review.
3: What, what, what was baffling about it? What did they uh, they it gave it it a nine, 9 out of 10.
1: It, okay. it's basically, just
0: filled with, like, the most loaded, sparkling, uh, I, I I just, I don't understand.
1: It's basically an old EGM review from, like, 1992, but yeah. modernized somehow. It's just, that like, the, the, yeah, it's the bullet points from the back of the box, and then, like, if you're an Aliens fan, you're in for a good time. And he, he actually said the word epicness, So oh, there's my cat. Um, he said like the that. word epicness in his review, and then epicness. he gave it a... He gave it a 90 for some reason that he didn't really uh, explain.
3: Maybe I'll check it out. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I wasn't gonna, but now I might. <laughs> I'm gonna head over to Target right
1: after uh, this is over. Get me. <laughs> I so really want to buy it for $5. So bad. I guy, will someday.
2: Yeah. The guy who sits next to the guy that animated that xenomorph GIF sequence tweeted at me on the Twitters. Oh, yeah. Um, Saying that that the guy who who did well not the anim he didn't animate it he he made he scripted that scenario in uh, he's a level designer uh-huh. and uh, he said that he was happy that anyone was recognizing his work for any reason <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and oh man and he, apparently the reason that it was like that is it was supposed to be an older xenomorph and that's why it moved differently which was not a very exciting answer I was hoping he was going to be like this xenomorph really had to go to the bathroom, or, like, it. it, it this m- these marines had been around murdering its children, and it was just in mourning, and so it was oh, like, ah, oh, don't bother me, I'm just going over here.
1: The explanation that you had, Brandon, was probably my favorite, which is that it looks like it's trying to get to the store before it closes.
2: <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> Gotta get there. Gotta go. Nice. <laughs> <That's> nice. <laughs> But yeah, I don't, I don't, I, I guess I kind of want to play this game if it were five dollars, just to see what's so bad about it. Cause, yeah, I want to do that, Scalonium Marines. I learns. mean, because *God Hand* got a three out of ten from IGN, so maybe,
1: maybe, maybe this game's amazing. Yeah, maybe it is. Yeah,
3: I mean, it's I think probably it has not some real cool stuff. I've seen some of those videos of uh, the AI. Apparently, the AI is not good.
2: Is I think it's, I, I think it's interesting that um, Gearbox has basically made. A a job recently of taking games that were canceled and finishing them, because uh-huh. they did they did Duke Nukem Forever and then they did this. Those are like their. I don't. Uh, did they have another release in between those? I forget.
3: Borderlands two.
2: Oh yeah, Borderlands, which is actually a really good game, I think. Um, so but they, uh, yeah, that's 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 a pretty it's a pretty weird thing to go and do. Is be like, all right, everyone else gave up on this, but we're gonna finish it
0: and then they do. Maybe if it wasn't already taken by Bungie, their uh, slogan should be finish the fight.
2: Yeah, because Skolonial Marines was uh, six years, and Duke Nukem uh, Forever was over ten. Skolonial Marines. If
0: you ran a major video game convention, how would you do it differently than the others? I do run a major
3: video game convention. Oh really? really? Tell us about it. Yeah, it's in my house.
2: <laughs> right in my house. <laughs> it's pretty major. Is it well, going on right it. now, Tim? Did yeah. you just like
0: get away from the massive crowd to record this podcast?
2: Yeah. So have have you guys seen that uh, Twenty Eight Weeks Later movie? Yeah. No. Twenty Eight Weeks Later. Uh, it's it's. Yeah, I've seen
3: Twenty Eight Weeks Later.
2: Yeah, Slater from uh, from. Um, saved by the Bill yeah. But anyway, I have uh, seen in- the, I have seen the mini series Twenty Eight Days Later, which was a parody. Oh yeah, of- that was actually a real thing. God damn it! Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> um, so in that, in in Twenty Eight Weeks Later, they their solution for when zombies attack is to lock everyone inside a room, lock it from the outside, and turn out all the lights. I think that's what my video game convention would be like. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> no, I mean how how would I do it differently? I don't know. I would only invite my friends. Well, so- I would
1: I, I'm assuming it's not like a, a trade show that I'm doing. I'm doing like a fan convention. Yeah. Right? Um and I've been to I've been to PAX a few times. Um I I think the one thing that's missing from PAX is people hanging out playing video games. Yeah. Um so I would find a way to encourage that more. Um, all they really have is, like, here's the room where you can play games. Like, you can go up to this counter and give them your photo ID, and you can check out one game at a time, and you can sit by yourself and play a game.
2: Um, Although they do have, the like, the handheld area where you play stuff on sure. the beanbags and such.
1: But, uh, I don't know, I think, like, in, at a convention like that, I think people appreciate, like, seeing new games or games that are new to them, you know? And I would I would find a way to show off like weird and dumb old games more, uh, sure. which I think people at PAX would love. Um, I don't know what form that would take, but make the like, weird and dumb tournament. old games con. Yeah,
2: Goof I mean I, tournament.
1: Yeah, Goof <laughs> Troop tournament. Yeah, exactly. Like uh, I think I think there would be one room that just constantly had like a huge projector with uh, people with microphones playing games, and you could kind of shuffle them in and out. You know, you could have. Like, you know, we could have us doing a Goof troop tournament. We could have a, a game creator, like, showing off one of his old games or something. It would Just a lot of just constant constant activity revolving around people playing and watching video games.
0: So, so here's... Or here, 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 like a kind of baby castles element. I don't know uh,
1: anything here's, about that.
2: Here, I, don't, I don't like baby castles very much. Here's, here's what I would do. I would, uh, similar to, to Frank, I would want you know, to have people playing games as a performance, like playing a really difficult game or playing through stuff together with people announcing things, commentating. And uh, so I would I would make that element of it like EVO or CEO, right. uh, the fighting game tournament things, um, because those, those do a great job of that, of having a competition or even a single-player thing because they had someone play through I Want to Be the Guy and people were mm-hmm. into it. Um, and and someone making comments on it that knows what they're talking about that's it's oh, really and funny
1: Brandon, you've seen some recent like speed run marathons right yeah yeah like throw throw one of those in there have a speed yeah, run that, room. that kind yeah, of stuff invite great, all the speed so runners
2: yeah i would do that and then i would also incorporate the the game showcase weirdo game showcase night thing from IndieCade. um tim did you like that thing i liked it which
3: indie game showcase thing
2: the the from Indiecade the the evening games. Oh yeah, yeah, I
3: thought that was cool.
2: It was really cool. They had like they had things like that that one game that I don't remember the name of where it's played by a hundred people with laser pointers. Oh, <laughs> Pointer that uh, in the same space. That, uh,
3: Renga. Renga.
2: Renga Renga Yeah, and um. That's Japanese for brick. And Tim had a game there, and there were some other there were a bunch of games. Uh, Anna Anthropy and Daphne curated a a like a weird gross sex thing, um, yeah, I, I remember I mean, that about games, sex game thing, uh, which was pretty cool. And so I'd, I'd, I'd put those two things together and then I'd probably have, um, a couple of sessions, but knowing that, that game sessions are generally really bad, uh, or Uninformative. I would mostly focus on inspiring or cool ones, Mm -hmm. like having Chris 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 Petrowski talking about something about how he did, like how he thinks about games or something like that. Would probably be yeah, like TED Talk thing or something like where um, John Romero was interviewing. Steve Slug Russell, creator of Space war it was just cool because it's like hey, there's an old guy talking about an old thing that's fun yeah. um, so I wouldn't I wouldn't try to inform anyone I would just try to make people feel like woo video games thems think, is pretty cool
1: I think oh, I think um, video game fans actually do care about history and I've kind of I've kind of banked my career around that and it seems to be working okay so far
0: lostlevels.org lostlevels.org lostlevels.org. Dorg. Yeah, yeah. Dorg.
3: <laughs> I you, .org I would have my major game convention on it I've been trying to say stuff and I've just gotten cut off like 60 <laughs> times so I'm going to give up I'm not okay. going to say what I was okay. going to say Okay. Cool. okay. It was you can gonna say be it really now cool, though. Nah, I, I'm <laughs> going right. to give up on it. it It's too much energy
1: it's just, it's <laughs> do, you you want,
2: do you want a monster? Take one of them 5 hour energy drinks, Tim Maybe yeah. i should
1: pay some Zynga credits to get some more energy
3: I don't have any more 5 hour energy drinks left
1: Oh, come on. You got that huge box from Costco. That was three months ago.
3: Oh. <laughs> Guys, those, you want to one-up this run to out. force
0: Tim to say his thing? Nope. nope. No, Tim doesn't want to do it now. He's being cranky. I'm not going oh, to
3: say it. Let's keep going.
0: What makes one roguelike
3: better or worse than another? What m- man? Whether it's fun. <laughs> yeah, being fun is like a big thing. Yeah, I'm super into it.
1: Yeah, I like fun games.
3: It's just whenever I've played a roguelike,
0: they kind of seem interchangeable to me. What distinguishes them?
3: Like which ones have you played that that seemed interchangeable? Uh
0: like the net hacky type ones.
2: Hmm. Um well I I'm okay. I'm, I'm, I'm being quiet because I, I really have very little experience okay, so, with Okay. Well the the ones that I think are the most fun for me are the ones that are a little more actiony. And uh, I like a little action myself. And have a fun looting mechanic where you get a whole bunch of cool stuff, and some of it's variable, some of it's cursed, and um, like I really I enjoyed cursed dungeon, which or uh, it was originally called epic dungeon, then it became cursed dungeon because the guy realized that the word epic is not possible to use It's Really use overused, word. yeah. Yeah, um, that game was pretty actiony. You would you would smash yourself up against enemies like normal, but you also had magic spells, four of them, that were mapped to your buttons that you could that you could smash on, and and you know it it was a little more skill based. So I like I like a bit of skill. I like some looting, and uh, and fun graphics. I don't know, man.
3: Fun graphics are definitely a big thing. Yeah, heck yeah. I like I like Sheeran the Wanderer too or the Super Famicom or the Super Famicom as they call it <laughs> in Japan
2: or the Sifk
3: yeah the Sifk I like I like that one cuz it's got the weird uh medieval Japanese theme and it's got a heck of a dungeon
2: it's he's got, got a good goddarn-
3: hat yeah it's a really good hat it's a goddamn <laughs> heck of a dungeon and i mean i don't know these roguelikes are just all math you know it's like how mm-hmm. sweet is the math in the game is it is it really sweet you know? And if, if so, then you might be about to have some fun.
2: Did, did any of you fellas play the GDC roguelike?
3: What was the GDC roguelike?
2: A guy made it, I don't remember what his name was, but it was an official, semi-official GDC game. I think it was made for Game Set Watch or something like that. Back was it was,
1: the was, was, wasn't there a GDC video game like competition? Was it, was it one of those?
2: I don't think it was one of those. Because I remember but, playing a text adventure about going to GDC. Yeah, this was different. This okay. was you were you were trying to, uh, you were trying to form a team. You go go around and form a team, but there are guys that will distract you and take away uh, your time. Specifically, video game fans, and you could tell when they showed up because it would play the sample that was like, video games are a great way to have a good time. <laughs> and uh, it was a horrifying, like it was an existential fear that I felt. I was like, oh man. Like, you just I don't definitely... want to acknowledge
3: that video games are a great way to have a good time. <laughs> That's right. You want to just keep on thinking video games are a great way to get angry. That's right. That's stuff what I mean. you don't like.
2: So that was a fun one, but that was fun because of its concept more than... It's uh it's it's fun times gameplay. But I liked Epic Dungeon. I thought that was a a real fun one. I didn't like 100 Rogues though. I, did, I it felt so empty to me. Not enough rogues? Not not enough rogues or maybe too many. It's hard to say. That was an iPhone game, right? Yeah. Yeah, Infinity. I played that one. Yeah. yeah. iPhone you know. Rogues. Yeah, they they really oh. iPhone it in on that one. <laughs> fun My jokes. Day.
1: So, so um, are, are, are we saying possibly that, that uh, uh, imagined Environment might play a big part in what makes us like a roguelike?
2: Yeah, Environment and uh, cool graphics and looting. I think those are the... the and, and uh, Awesome Math. I think and Yeah, I ones. definitely
1: agree with the Awesome Math makes a lot of sense. Um, I would probably be, probably be more interested in roguelikes if they weren't like, you're in a dungeon. Um, it could look exactly like a dungeon, but let me let me think it's something else. Sure. Yeah, I think that's a good idea.
0: Yeah, I had a friend who tried to get me into roguelikes a long time ago, and he was the kind of guy who shamed you if you tried to use any kind of graphical interface beyond uh, like ASCII, ASCII characters. Uh, so I guess that's the barrier that's kept me from getting into it.
2: I don't think there are a whole lot of that kind of guy in the world, so I don't think you have to worry about it. And also, most roguelikes are not ASCII stuff anymore. Oh, that's fantastic. I like, yeah. I like roguelikes. Roguelikes? Roguelikes. <laughs> roguelikes. I didn't,
3: roguelikes. I
2: d- roguelikes. I didn't anticipate that my brain was going to change likes as well. Roguelikes? And then when it did roguelikes. It, it
0: like, roguelikes? I actually have a rabbi named Ravuelikes, So Really? <laughs> yeah. So d- how, nice. is this how is his math?
1: How is his
2: math?
1: Pretty solid. Him, so, so, Rogue and the X Men could uh, touch people and absorb their powers. Is there a rogue like video game? Oh. <laughs> Mega well, Man. There are lots yeah, of games. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mega Man and Kirby, yeah. Huh? Those are rogue like. There you go. The rogue like video uh,
2: game. Yes. <laughs> All right. I think we answered that question. Yeah. Let's <laughs> move on.
0: <coughs> this is our second Valentine's Week episode. Heck so, yeah. here's another Valentine's question. Nice. Which video game character would have your highest enemy rating on OKCupid?
3: Oh, man. Oh, man. You mean, like, female characters? Yes, specifically female characters. Like, all of them? I think, like, <laughs> I think oh, they're not the type of lady I would like to hang out with. No offense to them. Yeah, I think they with the. If hang out with Lightning from Final Fantasy thirteen, I'd give her a hug. Fang from Final Fantasy thirteen as well. I yeah. guess the video games I don't like have girls that are interesting. That's interesting.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like Elena from Street Fighter Three and you like Makoto. Yeah,
3: Makoto yes, discussed have, this on the show before. Yeah, okay. Makoto would have my high friend rating.
2: I feel mm-hmm. like um I would probably have a relatively high enemy uh thingy with bayonetta, maybe.
3: Oh man, <laughs> yeah, yeah man. probably it would probably be like a two percent for me. Um, two percent friend, I mean.
2: I I, th- I feel like Princess Peach would be just too bubbly, and she's probably like a Christian, and uh <laughs> yeah. and and like yeah. she's totally loves she going to the club in, with her girls or something. I think she believes
3: uh, in mushrooms and turtles and stuff. I don't think she believes in.
1: I right. believe that those exist. Also, though, so that yeah. nice. I
3: have seen a turtle.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I've me never too. seen one eating
2: a mushroom though. I have seen that That's seen where a the turtle eating
1: comes... a mushroom. That's
0: where
2: the faith comes so, in Frank. Well, my my uh, my parents, my mom rather, owns uh two turtles and owns... they eat mushrooms. I've just seen them eat a mushroom, not a problem
1: turtles. What would have happened? Toidles.
2: <laughs> it just it didn't nothing changed. It didn't get bigger or anything. That's really a shame. I know. It turns out Super Mario Brothers is not an accurate depiction of life and uh that's really it's the wrong thing. Okay, who else? Who else would be high? Like I'm uh, trying to think okay. of who it was that I was enemies with on because
1: on, you know, we all looked, right? We all looked to see who our big enemies were.
2: Yeah, right? so my big enemies were definitely Christians. Yeah. Uh, um, they, all, they all had yeah, they were they
1: were they tended to be very religious and and boring and and had children
2: yes. for the most part. Yes, um, but sometimes they were they were super club people that yeah, that I got those too. Yeah. So like who's a my who's a my enemies? Like okay,
3: Cupid, we're all uh, we're all ladies that uh, I would have that looked attractive in their sure. photos. <laughs> yeah, that happened. And to then me the a ladies lot. the ladies who were not my enemies were not attractive. It's like like basically. It it'd be like so and so chose you, I'd get like an email and it would be like you could have had a picture of Heath Ledger's the Joker from The Dark Knight and I would have had more of a boner. You sure. know? <laughs> like, I
2: understand like, that
3: Because like, it was always just like some forty eight year old lady Burning like, Lady. I love Burning yep. Man and yeah. and drugs and, and Didn't uh, didn't we both I'm on the same night
1: I think we both on the same night got that one from the girl in the wrestling mask.
3: Yeah, yeah, we did. That <laughs> That's funny. pretty great. It's always like it's always like I'm polyamorous and I don't believe. Don't message me if you if you believe in monogamy at
2: all. Yes, and I'm like those are like
3: those are like my my 98 percent friend rating on OKCupid.
2: Yeah, that's what happens to me too. And then, and they choose me, and and they say that kind of stuff. And I'm like, by the way, only interested in monogamy. I like, I say, I would well, not that I have a profile now, but I, I used to say that. And they would still be like, click. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So, like, uh, also, I got a lot of uh, of high friend ratings from girls who are like, please message me if you don't play video games. Oh
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Here's that one. Like
3: seriously, I got I got a lot of those. Like, yeah. like. Like I would get messages from girls to be like, "You seem really cool," and I'd visit their profile and be like, "I hate video games. Yeah. <laughs> I
0: believe in mono gaming, and that game is near."
3: Mono gaming, mono yeah. gaming, uh, a yeah. good one. Yeah, good old mono gaming. Okay, I think I else? would have a good friend rating with a lot of girls in video games because they're my my real friends. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, <laughs> they're, my, they're my
2: only real friends. They're my real ones. Like I think I would have a high enemy rating with the um, the lady what tells you what to do in Killer Seven, not Killer Seven, in um, No More Heroes.
3: No, uh, no more sevens.
2: Mm. No more, no more. Cause she's I would all, have a high
3: enemy rating with Cortana from Halo, because all she does is tell you what to do, and I don't like that.
1: Yeah. yeah. You know, I don't it's like
3: a, telling me what to do.
1: It's really unfortunate know. that I just cannot think of like an interesting female video game character. Princess Peach, Princess Daisy. Yeah, I like... they're pretty interesting. They get kidnapped all the time. Alice, Alice
3: from, from America. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's, she's
2: got that really dark thing to her, yeah. I like I the know. girl from Deadly Premonition. I said it before. Okay, Dead uh,
0: how, I would how about
2: How about the interchangeable
3: girls from Dead or Alive? Oh, they yeah. all have the same face. I would have yeah. a pretty high. I think I'd probably have like a 50% enemy with all of
1: them. I, that's kind of what I'm thinking, too. They're just so, like. Plastic? They, yeah, they're so plastic and they're just flat line on everything. Well, other than their. Yeah, I don't. Physical assets—they're flat mentally. And I, I don't just, think yeah, it would 50%. really.
2: Yeah, it wouldn't. It wouldn't make much of a an impact either way. I don't think.
1: Like I don't think they could have the enemies with anyone on OkCupid.
2: Okay yeah, they're just right. so boring. Yeah, they have generic. They just an- answer questions at random. Yeah, they just click through them.
3: Yeah, they probably have the personality of a of a computer virus. I would,
2: <laughs> <say>. <laughs> I would have a really high rate. Um, Friend rating with, uh, with Pale Wing from Earth Defense Force 2017 Portable. <laughs> I like Pale Wing. Pale Wing flies around with a jetpack. That's pretty cool. And any, really, any girl really that has a jetpack. What?
3: And really bad controls as well.
2: No, they're, they're, her controls are good.
3: Are they? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. They weren't good on the Earth Defense Force. on the
2: They're better now. Uh, If there
3: are any ladies
0: listening to this show with a functioning
3: jetpack, please contact Brandon
0: immediately.
2: (laughs) Good old jetpacking. We'll go for a ride on the jetpack.
0: What characteristically separates or should separate a final boss fight from a regular boss fight?
3: Um, Uh, There should be lots of really loud, hard music.
2: Yeah. Yeah. The final boss should have a bunch of forms. Not really, though. I don't like that. I like when final bosses aren't like.
1: I, I like when the second to the final boss is the one that's like really hard to kill, and then the the final final boss is more thoughtful. Yeah, me too. Mm. Um, so, the, like to me, that's the ideal. Like the the final final boss shouldn't be the biggest challenge in the game. The final final boss should 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 sort of uh, close out the narrative mm-hmm. in a way. Like it should it should be a, a sort of falling action conclusion boss. Right? I agree with you. So we, we did it.: good. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> okay.
3: final <laughs> boss needs really, really good music in it.
1: yeah, yeah exactly. I
0: agree.
1: Absolutely. But how do you
0: make good music without uh, for a final boss without resigning to the standard boilerplate ominous Latin chorus?
2: Oh, it's uh, easy you, you got You got guitars, which I don't tend to like that much in video games, but you could have it be like that, or you can uh you know you can you can make it completely unexpected. That's pretty cool. Yeah. You just throw something in there. Also, it's 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 not as overused as I feel like it should be. That's a weird f- statement, but um, but big old pipe organs mm-hmm. oh, should Pipe Organs. way more. Yeah, we haven't heard a bunch of those lately. No. Pipe organs. Pipe organs.
1: The uh, the sort of death metally uh, uh song at the end of the at the Earthbound final boss. It's a really good final boss. Yeah, that's song. A re-
3: that's a really good final boss. Mm-hmm. Final boss should be an
1: experience. Yep.
3: <laughs> you should remember it. It should also be kind of scary and terrifying and creepy.
2: Maybe yep. depends on the kind of game.
1: Yeah, it doesn't have to be, but that's that. That is a good approach for most final bosses, and it shouldn't be like creepy because it's like, damn, this is really taking a lot of my skill. Like, I, I don't think yeah. skill-based final bosses are the way to go. I,
3: do, I, I Oh my god, this is creepy.
2: I do like play. I yeah. do like final bosses when when you're like man screw you final boss, I'm gonna defeat you because I don't I don't like what you're doing right now. So yeah. sometimes having them be a little frustrating, this might just be my weirdness, but having them be a little frustrating can actually be good because you feel good about destroying them because they're being a jerk.
1: I really wanted to kill the uh, the woman in Eco a lot. So <laughs>
2: um,
1: but yeah, I oh, definitely God. agree
2: with that. <laughs> Ouch. Dude, what? Was she crazy. was the final
1: boss of the game.
2: She was. The queen or whatever. Yeah, the queen was terrible. By that time, I, I hated her and wanted yeah. her to, to go. Yeah. There's nothing anyway. wrong with that. That's what
1: the game wanted from me. Yeah.
2: Great. That's I don't know sweet. why you're feeling weird about that, Javi.
1: All right. Anyway, did you feel bad about defeating the final boss in ECO? A little bit. Really? Like, why? What did she do that was let, good?
0: Let, let, let's not talk about it. It's my okay. own. It's my own little weirdness. It, we, we don't want to go down that hole.
2: Anyway, okay. whoa. I'm kind of curious about it now. <laughs> <Yeah>. That <laughs> but, but we do not go. want to go down this
1: hole. Anyway, well, all right. we answered the question, so I want to hear from Jeff. You know.
0: Uh, right. So uh, a little <laughs> while ago, I played a like browser flash game, which was just a straight port of the final boss fight from uh, Zelda: To the Adventure of Link. That's yeah. a good and one. That made and that kind of made me think about. Uh, final boss fights as experiences in of themselves that could be removed from the game and still be seen as a worthwhile experience. Yeah, um, will like typify a boss battle?
2: Alien Soldier is a game where you've got a few minions and then a boss, and then a few minions, and then a boss. It's like, it is a boss rush. And Castlevania likes to give you these boss rushes. I don't think Castlevania's boss rushes are as effective as Alien Soldier is, because it's designed that way, but... um. It's kind of a, you know, I think, Mega Man is sort of, is is the is the epitome of that. It's everything is desi- designed around getting to the boss and then getting something from the boss yeah. and then moving on to the next boss. You know, the
1: final boss of Mega Man Two is pretty good. It wasn't that hard. Like once you got the pattern down, he was actually pretty easy, and it was really weird and out of nowhere and kind of creepy. Mm-hmm. That was a good one. Yeah. yeah. I mean and all of Fumito Ueda or whatever his name is the that's his name. uh Shadow of the Colossus final boss was kind of similar in that it wasn't like super hard, it was just like weird and interesting, and then the uh wizard at the end of the Last Guardian is kind of the same way. Right. Uh, that god darn wizard. Know, the, the uh it's uh, <laughs> he's not at all like the other bosses and you know, if you like you like it doesn't really matter how much you've buffed out your stats for that one, you just kinda have to use your mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gotta outsmart
3: that wizard. Yeah. Yeah, turn the controller off and all that. Yeah, I think the Metal Gear Solid games have the right idea with final bosses. I think that's that's my story.
1: <laughs> I, I don't agree with that. For move like, on. like, like two is just a pure skill yep. based
3: boss. I thought. Have, have you played the final boss of four? The final boss of four is like the best thing. Which one? There's so many. I don't. Which
1: one's the, the final? One.
3: Final? Final one. The final. The, is that the know, fighting
1: the, game one? Yeah. Yeah. The one where it becomes a fighting, becomes a
3: fighting game. game? God, that's so awful. No, I thought it was pretty good. <laughs> I thought that was the best part of the whole game. <laughs>
1: terrible
3: it's like, and they, like the Japanese dialogue that they're having while they're fighting is like so hilarious it's like it's like let us settle this with our f- blazing fists let us have this refreshing duel and it's this like what final it's like it sounds like they're talking about like drinking some beers but instead <laughs> they're punching each other like the wording is just so awkward but in, a, in kind of a an artsy way that it's really funny refreshing fists <laughs> I drink a refreshing fist.
2: You don't want to have sc- to.
0: The lowest meta score a game has ever received is currently 8 out of 100. a <laughs> yes. game have to do to shoot lower.
1: Uh, what is the well, game
0: that has 8 out of 100? Big Rigs over the road racing. Okay. What's wrong
3: with that game?
1: Yeah. Now, to we, have uh, a Metacritic score, it has to be reviewed by five outlets, I believe, right? Yes. So it cannot be something that you just throw on the App Store. As a joke, like, it actually has to have been distributed and gone through PR and stuff, basically. Um, It seems really hard. Yeah. Like, it it would be really difficult today to go through all that for, like, a, you know, a a game that would be reviewed. Yeah. This
0: was GameSpot's review of Big Rig's Over-the-Road Racing. So astoundingly bad that it manages to transcend nearly every boundary put forth by some of gaming's absolute worst of the worst, and easily makes it into that dubiously extraordinary category of being one of the most atrocious games ever published.
2: Okay, I think reading that has actually given me the idea of what you'd have to want to do it. I think you'd have to do it on purpose. You would have to make a game that is so broken, but which people would actually have some semblance of caring about. So you'd have to like you take a Mega Man and then you just make it Mega Man taking a dump. <laughs> and, and you just I have like to press that. the button as hard as hard as you can and he takes a dump. Actually no people would probably or, like that. <laughs> or stick with me on this. What if it was Mega Man fighting a bunch of Street
0: Fighter characters and you just made it really, really bad and disappointed everybody?
1: No, that, that was a fan it. game, man. That was a fan <laughs> game, and Brandon, I think, by, I think if you yeah. tried, you risk a producer's scenario where people think it's brilliant. Yeah,
2: that's yeah. that's the that's the trouble. Like that's I was realizing as I was saying, Mega Man taking a dump that people would be like, ah, meta. Yeah, this yeah. is. They'd be like, t- this, this is, what this is, this is doing exactly.
1: It's it's common to it's like self referential commentary.
3: Yeah.
0: It, it is. It spring is. Springtime to... for Hitler. The game will not get a seven or lower.
1: No, it'll get like oh. an eight out of ten. So you'd have to. I th- okay, what if you offended people? Like you offended everybody, and it just wasn't funny or anything.
3: Yeah. Dude, what, what did Duke Nukem Forever get?
1: It didn't oh, that's get a
2: good that. <laughs> it didn't get that low. Yeah, I think it was in the fifties. I actually kind of want to write something about Duke Nukem Forever again because I feel like. I almost feel like we didn 't spend enough time talking about that that sequence yeah with with the pregnant raped ladies where most of them are writhing in pain, but some of them are moaning in in with pleasure. This is like one of the most disturbing Ew. things i 've ever seen in a game, and like just to 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 kind of absorb what it was actually doing, I just left my character in the middle of this just bunch of ladies that are pregnant that are all, some of them are begging to die and some of them are moaning with pleasure. And it is such a disturbing, strange experience. Wow. That it's, it's, it's really gross. I just left my character in there for like 15 minutes. Some of them explode and aliens pop out and you have to kill them. But some of them are just there. They're just there forever. Um, and it's, it's man, that was, that was really, really a weird, A weird experience.
3: How far is that into the game?
2: It's, it's, how far? It's a couple hours in. Is that the point where Duke Nukem goes, looks like you're fucked? I think that actually might be. Um,
3: I think it is, yeah.
2: Yeah. And there's one where the two girls that were giving you a blowjob at the beginning of the game are both impregnated, and they say, save us, Duke. We promise we'll lose the baby weight. Like that, like that's that is that is like written by a sociopath that doesn't realize what wh- where so the what, line is. So it was so written what, by a 90s game developer probably the
1: first time the game was it was uh, <laughs> yeah maybe. Yeah,
3: yeah the that's Gearbox
0: what I was didn't want to, didn't want to uh ruin the original vision of yeah, the Gearbox.
3: Didn't, they didn't want to taint the vintage is what they didn't <laughs> want to do. Yeah. Didn't want to taint the vintage.
0: So I profane the sacred texts.
2: If if that game could get below eight percent, I don't know what you're gonna do.
3: Yeah, because I think I think yeah, game Duke reviewers. Yeah, Duke Nukem Forever got a uh, fifty. Yeah, I think so game I, reviewers in general don't have the the sense of decency required to give Duke Nukem Forever under what it got.
1: Right. So. okay, to guarantee like a lot of really bad reviews. Um, I think I think you have to start a trend. Like, I, like, did big rigs over the whatever racing, did, review-wise, did that exist review-wise before GameSpot? Like, did that infamous review? I kind of doubt it. And I'm thinking the other reviews that are piled on top of it were just, like, in the aftermath of GameSpot, just, like, hopping on that bandwagon. So you kind of have to do that, I think. You have to recreate that with something so, that is just completely, like... Not they're irredeemably bad. That there's not. It's not even funny. bigger, you'd have to get funny. someone
0: at like IGN or Kotaku to do a really skewing yeah. review of your game. More
3: like blowtaku.
1: <clears throat> <clears throat> yeah. We'll hey, pay, should some, you we'll play pay someone game? off. No.
3: Also, well, Kotaku well, doesn't give scores, then they don't report to Metacritic.
1: Yeah. So, and we have to be. Uh, it has to be GameSpot or IGN. Probably IGN. Mm-hmm. Like you'd have to pay IGN to give us a zero. Like their first ever zero. Yeah.
3: Okay, you'd have to start with that that trendsetter, and then you'd have to have a really you'd have to make a you know you make a cool video of your game when you want to sell it when you want to get when you want to get good reviews make a, a terrible video of your game.
1: Yeah. Sure. So people review it just in their heads by watching this video. That's right. Because yeah.
3: didn't big rigs over the road racing have like didn't the car like f- kind of accidentally fly sometimes like the physics were like so bad. Yeah. That sounds
2: kind of good. That
3: sounds better than an eight out
2: of a hundred. No, it it had a lot of amusing things to it. That game, yeah.
0: yeah. A popular peripheral to the original Game Boy was the Game Boy printer. How do you yeah, think sure. games in the future might use a peripheral three D printer?
3: Oh baby,
0: I would print out
2: love- av- your dang avatar and your me and also your your character created character because that that Ed Freeze fella, right? He invested in um in 3D printing for your World of Warcraft character. And mm-hmm. uh, pe- people were kind of making fun of him for it. Um, but Not he... me, that, that was a good idea from the yeah. beginning. Yeah. I yeah, don't know uh, why anyone would make fun he, of that. That's, he, sure did that's make, yeah, he made a whole bunch of that cash money, and he put it into his pocket with that situation. I want to put the money so,
1: in my pocket, too. That would be a cool place for it. I have a friend who uh, makes iPhone games, and he's actually trying to figure this out right now. Um, you use a 3D printer in your iPhone kit? Yeah, um, because he just he sees it coming, you know, yeah. and he's like, I want, I want to jump on that first. Um, the only thing I could come up with, um, and I have no idea what the game itself would be like, but the only the only use I could think of in gameplay for a 3D printer is uh, something that, that prints out a puzzle in pieces. Right. Um, so that, like, as you're playing the game, uh, you are piece by piece sort of building something that will then uh, once it's complete uh, sort of feed into the, the game that you're playing also uh, cool. I don't think that's very compelling that's really like we talked about it for like an hour and that's just all I
2: could come up with. Oh, here's, here's uh, an a idea
0: detective style game where it prints out like uh, actual objects which you have to examine as clues yeah but that
2: would be really yeah. big landfill waste there yeah but, uh, I think What what about reverse skylanders where you've oh, got, man. You've you got have your, characters
3: in the game, and then you can
2: print them. You can print them out and make them toys you can play with in real life. But also, maybe they have a board game that you can do with that or something. Oh, uh, cool! Yeah, reverse yeah, Skylanders I- would be pretty hot. Like, yeah, what if, what if Nintendo was just like, if you get this Pokemon, you can print it out, and then you've yeah. got your. Oh
0: man, you,
2: that's, you got, you've that's got a billion dying.
0: dollar industry right
1: there. In that's that true. Sentence. Where's my money? <laughs> so easy. It's really easy to boot like that, though. Um, That's true. And also, I mean, 3D printers are really limited, and they're going to be for a long time. Um, right. But I think you're on to something, Brandon. Like, I, think, I think you could, and, and it's similar to what I'm saying, you, you, could, you could print figures in pieces. It's like you could print arms that could snap into the, the base that you've also printed or something. Yeah, yeah. There's
2: something yeah. to that. Yeah, and you can mix and match them, and then they, yeah. they'll because kids liked doing that back in the with the kids swapping love out there. Yeah. Yeah, 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 swapping out their superhero parts. Uh huh. Chill. All right, let's do it. Let's make our millions. Okay. Okay.
0: This sounds like a pretty good topic. This is the topic that takes us right to the top. Don't That's right. steal yeah. it, millions of listeners to this show. The top ick.
3: Oh. Whoa doctor i'm just gonna say that my my heart's not really in it no <laughs> the whole 3d printing thing yeah I got, not me
1: either really. i got, a, I got yeah. other
3: stuff i feel like doing you know i mean
1: that's cool. things, like a, a lot of people just see this huge potential in this changing the world and um maybe uh i can see it changing the world of prototyping things but that's about it i don't see i, really... I want to
3: be able to print a pizza like an edible pizza <laughs> yeah until <laughs> so, yeah. so you yeah. can do that you yeah. know this is the beginning of tea, Earl Grey Hot.
1: I have seen 3D printed food. It does happen, but it's, you know, just like sugar-based stuff. You know, it's right. not complex.
2: Well, yeah, it's, it's like those, uh, those darn, um, what do you call them, those, those bacon things that they had, baking things that they had for kids when we were younger. Yeah, like the Easy Bake Oven? Easy Bake Oven, that's what I'm talking about.
3: Easy B.O.s, as I used to call well, them. Mm-hmm. They, had our, our,
2: they had those when our they had
1: moms were young, and True. I think they still do. Facts. So it's not it's not our, our childhood
2: Brandon. <laughs> a cookie out of those. I didn't have a childhood. <laughs> I came I out know, of cranky a cranky adult.
0: I think that's a good jumping on point for our next question. I agree. Right. What is the the day the clown cried of video games? I don't know what that is. That is it. the
1: Jerry Lewis movie, right? That, that yes, that's no the one's infamous really...
0: Jerry Lewis yeah. movie about a clown in the Holocaust, and it's that infamous... nobody is allowed to see ever.
1: Yeah, he has a copy, maybe, and that's it. Like no one's seen this movie. And and uh, to give it a little more background, um, he considered this at the time like a masterpiece. Like this, this is meant like it was a serious performance. By Jerry Lewis. Yeah, this Lewis was his
0: bid for like an Academy Award.
1: In his head. And from those right. people, from the, the, the accounts that we've heard of people who've seen it, it just doesn't work at all. And it comes across as like excruciatingly awkward to see Jerry Lewis try to play a serious clown in the Holocaust. Um, <laughs> so, uh, it what is a video good. game? Yeah, I know. So, uh, God, I want to see it so bad. Yeah. Uh, Everyone does. Is, what is the I'd video game it. equivalent I, I, of that? So it's got to be a canceled... Every, well, I
3: I just want to say real quick, I think every video game that gets released that has any kind of serious theme is that. It's just they they don't have the decency to not release them. <laughs> so I think, I think Metal Gear Solid 4 is that. not released.
1: All right. Um, as far as canceled games, it'd have to be something that's just like, what were you thinking, right?
2: Um. If Duke Nukem Forever had stayed canceled,
1: yeah, yeah but it, yeah, I guess, yeah, and it But that's no, it's not quite
0: as. It. No, it's no, because we knew it was going to be cheesy, and the whole thing of this is that it has to be imagining itself as the best thing ever.
2: Uh, this is hard because I don't know how many things imagine themselves as the best thing ever. No, no, you yeah. your
3: Solid Four, I think, is the well, answer. yeah.
2: You might be have, right. They
1: don't necessarily have to imagine themselves as the best thing ever. They just like they could, it, like just the what were you thinking part alone. I think is um, it. a really um, good answer
0: just occurred to me, but
1: I don't think I'm allowed to say it on this show. Okay. Just wait,
3: wait, wait, until we've we've not yeah we've yeah failed and then bring it up. I'll uh, type there, in chat.
1: there, there was a canceled Super Nintendo game, uh, uh, based on the movie Radio Flyer, um. Which I've not seen, but I'm, I'm told is kind of a horrifying movie to make a game out of. Either it's a have pretty bad...
3: I've seen the movie, yeah. Uh,
1: would that count? I'm just like, I'm really scraping
3: memories here. Was there, there's, didn't a game for it come out? Wasn't the game I
1: released? I don't think so.
3: Are you sure? It was for Super
1: Nintendo. The Super Nintendo one did not come out, I'm sure of that. Super... Man... Nintendo Man.
3: Yeah, I think yeah, oh, it was canceled. What do I know? I guess I'm just some fat jerk on the internet, huh? Yeah. <laughs> it was uh, on yes. Ocean. Yeah, that's that's a pretty weird game to uh to exist. It's yeah. about like some kids who escape from their their abusive dad by building a a radio flyer wagon, they put wings on it so it can like fly yeah. away from like it's it's pretty bizarre. <laughs> And the game um, was apparently just like a side-scrolling shooter where you're just flying in the, <laughs> in the wagon. <laughs> I remember seeing it in EGM and just being like, and even EGM, you know, they were, they were pretty dumb back then. I, even they were like, this is a pretty weird thing to make a video game out of. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I kind of think so too. Oh, hey, how about, uh, how about
2: Milo? Oh, man, yeah, that's
3: a good answer. I bet Milo was like the worst video game of all time. To yeah, actually, I bet there yeah. was no. I bet there was no substance at yeah. all to it. All it is is you, uh, you, you pedophilically yeah. right. uh, diddle around with I, words. I
0: will even wager that Milo was canceled for the same reasons that the day the clown cried was never released. Yeah,
2: is Like he thought
1: he he thought he had something
2: mm-hmm. here. Yeah, and then people are like, mm, I don't know about yeah. this thing. <laughs> They're like, Peter
3: Molyneux, you're not very smart. Can you just, like, get away from this? Because
1: And then he gonna, did. Uh,
3: they're going to call the cops <laughs> on you. And
0: just like Jerry Lewis, he has the only functioning copy of Project Milo somewhere in his basement. That's right. He, like, plays it
3: every night. It's probably like you talk to Milo. You're like, hello, Milo. And he's like, hi, I'm a child. And you're like, would you like some candy? And he goes... Yes. And then you're like, oh, here's some candy for you. And then he goes, I have leukemia. It's oh, like, no. It's, like, it, it, it's, it's probably like on that that level of right. Yeah. yeah. I have leukemia. <laughs> I'm going
1: to die of it, I am. <laughs> 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 Thank you for the candy, mister.
2: I think uh, I think Milo's it. Yeah. yeah I think he job. I think he found it. Oh, you I'm
0: going
3: park. to die of it, I am. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You can't save me, but you can try. (laughs) (laughs) You can't save me, but you can love me. (laughs) Oh God!
0: (laughs) I gotta buzz this right now. I can't. I can't handle it. Okay. 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 Move on. Here's some chocolate. Milo, draw
2: (laughs) me a picture of leukemia.
0: Oh God! Here it is. It's time for an elevator pitch, guys. We're Goodbye, doing the lightning pizza. round, and this week we're doing the elevator pitch. Oh, okay. EVP! Yeah. So the theme of the elevator pitch is that you guys go in an order that I'll determine. This week, uh, let's do Frank, Tim, Brandon. I was first last time. <gasps> okay, fine. We'll do Tim, Brandon, Frank. Yeah. Okay. So break me off a piece we're of that, going to that Tim, Brandon, bar. Frank. You get in an elevator, you have one minute to pitch your idea to this prominent figure in the video game industry. This week is J. Paul Raines, the CEO of GameStop. Tim?
3: Okay. GameStop! I have to pitch him. What What am I pitching him? An an idea? Yeah, an idea for this guy. For him to find. Yeah. Yes. All right, GameStop. First of all, you should change your name of the game. Stop. I forgot I
2: registered that.
3: <laughs> Why I did got it the do URL? It? I can, I can, I can hook you up with the guy who can sell it to you. Uh, this way, you will. Uh, a lot of people get confused between the difference between GameStop and GameSpot. So this way you can kind of absorb both of them. What I think you should, also, you should also start hiring journalists and have uh, video game reviews on your website in addition to uh, uh, advertisements and uh, pre-order pages and all that. Because I think uh, basically video game reviews out there, all they do is just sell games. So what you could do is just start, start running reviews of everything, but give everything like an 8, a 9, or a 10. Didn't you just describe Game Informer? Yeah, well, except now you're, you're putting Game Informer into the game's website. So you're just having it on the website so that when you go there to buy the games, everything's getting a 10. And uh, also, and I think... Wait, I'm not done. It's a minute. I was, and I oh. thought I was second. Oh, yeah. I was going to say you also sell No, sell, I was second. Sell food inside the store. Right. <laughs> Great.
2: Breath and go. Okay. Um, here's a game that y'all should fund... That is a game that uh, uh, rewards you when you trade it in. You get in-game items when you trade the game back in, and then somebody else buys it, and then uh, and then they get an item, and then if they trade it in, then they get an item, and so you just get you maximize your trade-in value uh, as much as, as possible, and it tracks how many times the game has been traded in and uh and every time you can just increase your profit on that thing because you just pay a little less for it and uh and you keep the price about the same and uh and there you go you guys are back in business
0: b-i-b it's gonna be really hard to top that frank go
1: Okay, so uh, you just heard this elevator pitch from uh, Brandon Sheffield. He's a friend of mine. Uh, He actually stole that idea from me, so I'm (laughs) I'm going to rewind and take you through it from the beginning. Now, you know how some games have a a code in the package that you have to redeem as the uh, first-time buyer to prove that you purchased the game? What if everyone could use that code after they've purchased the pre-owned version of it? So you buy the game, you put the code in, and the game rewards you for putting in that code, and it's like, uh, we'll give you more stuff if you get another code. It's like, oh, where am I going to get that code? Uh, they could go online and find new codes, but the game knows because with the Kinect camera, you have to scan your GameStop receipt, right? So you go in, you trade in the game, you buy the game again with your receipt, you walk up to the Kinect and it says, receipt, confirmed, And uh, it ups your, uh, well, I don't know, well, we, I, I know these guys, they can they can turn this into a game and, uh, well, we're, we're good. It doesn't Really matter with
0: that. Kind of oh, this, this is brilliant and evil. I'm going to stop you right there. Guys, if you want to write in. uh,
2: It was just my idea. It was just my idea with some different <laughs> if, words. If in you it, guys like,
0: think. God dang it. If you guys think Brandon did the best and if you guys think Frank did the best, you could write in and let me know. Because uh, I, guess, I guess if you like Tim, you could write in for Tim also. Uh, <laughs> maybe you could write
3: my name in there. Who knows? Games to topped. World is your oyster. I think Gamestipatopt is probably just by itself a better idea. <laughs> <laughs> that could be the name of the game that you're saying. Sure. Yeah. All right. We can
0: combine all three of these ideas into one. Well, all 1.5... 2.5 of these ideas into one. Anyway... Uh, this has been the Insert Credit Podcast. True. We've been listening to 10 ridiculous topics about video games at about six minutes me. at a time. And we're going to do that again next week and every week until one of us dies, and then we'll replace them with someone else. <laughs> a uh, robot. The style. So that's what we're going to do. Uh, if you want to stick around. <laughs> we're going <laughs> to die. <laughs> that's what we're going to do. <laughs> we're we're yeah. going to get busy dying. If uh, you want to stick around for 20 minutes after the show, we will answer your questions if you're listening live. If you're not listening live, make sure you do that next week. You could uh, join our Facebook group for updates regarding that, facebook.com slash podcast. You could subscribe to us on Twitter, um, at Alex Jaffe, Brandon's at, at Necrosofty, uh, Frank's at Frank Cifaldi, and Tim's at number 108. Uh, make me. sure you go on iTunes, they leave us a review, give us a nice little rating, really does wonders <laughs> for the show.
3: Uh, mm-hmm. I guess we'll uh, <laughs> talk
0: to you next week. I'm Alex Jaffe. Oh, right. I'm Rogers. I I'm got Brandon
2: it. I won, Sheffield. Actually. And this is podcasting. First post. Uh,
1: uh, podcast over, yeah!